Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Listen up, Slapnuts. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to In The Room Radio. Yeah. Hey, Jingity Jing, it's Dominic the Donkey, Jingity Jing, the Italian Christmas Donkey. There you go, Cassie, that one's for you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com. You can also check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms as well. Brady Hicks here. Uh, we've got with us Kathy Fitz. How you doing tonight, Kathy? Uh, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. We, a tough blow to the wrestling. Actually, tough couple of days, really, for, for wrestling uh, in terms yeah. of like deaths and stuff like that. Uh, we also have Patrick Hackett joining us once again, sir. What's going on? Brady Higgs, Kathy Fitz, it is my pleasure to be here. I am ready to go, baby. 
let's get this show on the road. Everybody is so lucky to be in the room. We're lucky to be in the room, and we are in the room where it happens. <laughs> in the room. Uh, so 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight. Kathy, I, I see we have an old friend on the line. Actually, Mike is uh, Mike is calling in from uh, Silicon Valley or wherever he is. So, Mike, we'll bring you on shortly, all right, pal? Just hang tight. And I'm really excited to talk with you once again. Uh, but before we kind of really dive into the meat of tonight's program and everything, uh, we did have two pretty tremendous deaths in wrestling. And, Kathy, I know one in particular really kind of hit us hard home, uh, the death of Jimmy Ray, who has really had a difficult time the last, I'm going to say, two years, uh, you know, yeah. between the MRSA infection and amputations and and, uh, yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. I know. Um, <clears throat> As, let me turn this off because this doesn't seem right to us. Sorry. Azriella posted it yesterday, and I was just like, <clears throat> is it true? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, he had gotten it from Bill Burns. And um, it's just very sad. I mean, give me uh, – a 39-year-old should not have to go through all that. <clears throat> yeah, and, uh, it's hard to believe he was that young. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's, um, I mean, I you don't know what to say. I mean, <clears throat> he had a son and a daughter. He had a fiancé in Philadelphia. Um, just a really sad situation, you know. And it's, you know... There's nothing else you can do except pray for the family. Yeah, keep them in your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. Uh, we're also going to bring on Maestro, who's joining us now. Stro, we're talking about uh, the death of Jimmy Rave, and and obviously it wasn't the only death this week. But how are you doing? All that aside. Oh, pretty good. As far as way to the party, guys. Uh, great to be here, as always. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, matter of fact, I was talking to a promoter. That I worked four years ago, and we're talking about a show uh, we did down in Florida. It was like a little tournament that Jimmy Rave was a part of, and um, uh, uh, Roderick Strong was actually there for the show too, and everything. And it was just uh, what, what a great guy it was, and, and um, I mean, he literally gave his life for the business, yeah, the wrestling business, and um, it's just, it's just. Um, it's sad that he's passed, but I mean, what an example of determination and inspiration he was with all he went through and, and still, you know, perceived on. So, I mean, if, if anything we should learn from is this, you know, the inspiration that he uh, gave all of us for what he was battling, considering. Oh, for sure. It was a, it was a really tough thing. It was to watch yeah. it happening. Um, and, and Jimmy, um, I mean, he's been on this show before, and uh, it wasn't that long ago even. We were just talking about texting him and bringing him back, you know, and I guess uh, just just so much going on, you know, he wasn't able to do it. So um, it's it's sad. It is. Uh, Patrick, I know you were a huge, like, kind of TNA fan back in the day. I mean, that's oh, kind of where man. I – between that and Ring of Honor is really where oh, I got Ring of Honor. I mean, the the timing of it is just with the the, the last end show. at least right now of Ring of Honor yeah. and his passing. Man, like it, it it was said with all due respect because of how riled up of that like die Jimmy die chant. Man, he just got the crowd 
so much, and it felt almost apropos that at the same time, you know, where I discovered him was coming to an end that uh, he unfortunately, um, you know, passed. I mean, it's terrible. I just turned 40. I have a daughter. Uh, to think of leaving my family uh, without me is hard to think of. I actually just read the beautiful article in the Players' Tribune by Amanda uh, Huber. And, oh, yeah, oh, I read boy. that, too. That was sad. Oh boy, it, it's yeah. been it's been a tough one um, to handle. And, and the sad, unfortunate truth is, being associated with this business, talking about it, being in it, is that we see this so much, and it's really just a sad state of affairs. It, it, it breaks your heart. It, it really is heartbreaking, and uh, in particular, reading like the tributes that everybody's kind of writing to Jimmy Rave, because like I knew him obviously in the context of the interview. I knew him because locally he does, or he oh, was yeah. doing, shows in the Philly area. In fact, I, I, I think, Kathy, we probably called one of his last matches when we were doing that super crazy show. Uh, because it was around well, then when he kind of yeah. had to back away from it. Um, yeah. So it's sad. It, 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 it's really a sad thing. And certainly the timing with the, with the anniversary of Brody Lee coming up. Uh, we also had a really close listener who, uh, who passed away. Almost a year ago as well. So this is this time of the year is tough on, and I forget that sometimes between the holidays and the the drunken nonsense and that. But it's uh, it can be a really difficult thing for people. It's sad. And Jimmy Rave wasn't the only one either. We also lost uh, Black Jack Mulligan this week, which uh, was kind oh, yeah. of Lanza. Lanza. Black Jack Mulligan. I'm sorry. Yes, Lanza. My my apologies. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's sad. Man. It's, and what a great what a great he was. A, <laughs> and you know, and I, I I never had the pleasure with him, but I've heard so many great things about him. Um, I know he was an agent kind of in the WWF. Like after he retired, you know, he was like kind of backstage during the Attitude Era and stuff. So he played a huge part in a lot of those memories that the younger fans might have as well. So it's sad. Kathy, did you know Blackjack? Sorry. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, when Sherry was working with WWE and um, Blackjack would always be in the back, you know, him and uh, Tony Garuda. And he would, you know, he was always such a nice man and always, you know, <laughs> he's like, "John, did you get me coffee? And I went, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. What were you saying, Patrick? I'm sorry. Uh, you know, and Jimmy had a long history of, of being backstage at WWE and, and really, you know, we talked about this NXT 2.0 versus the original. He had a yeah, lot to yeah. do with the original NXT. Um, it's just, man, I can't, it's so hard to even think about sometimes, you know? Oh, sure, sure. It's um, it's crazy. It It is crazy. And you know, just, it's just like you know, um, with um, you know, we we, we just don't know uh, it, some some of the greats in the business. I mean, not just business, but in, in entertainment and everything. Uh, what they do for us, uh, as far as um, you know, making films and doing matches and all that, and all, and you you think oh, the the. They're so great, and, and you just don't realize the inner struggles they're going through. And look what all Jimmy was going through. Yeah. I mean, still doing great things for the business. It, it's it's amazing. 
I think before that movie, The Wrestler, came out, I think a lot of people didn't realize how things really were for a lot of the guys when they get older and when they or, – or in some cases when they're not even that old, you know? It's, uh, right. it's a struggle for sure. Um, I, I mean, I, I've been thinking a lot the, the last couple of days about, like, the impact that online has had. Like, maybe 20 years ago, if somebody of these caliber of guys, like, you know, if they passed away – Sure, there'd be people that would be writing about them or whatever, but just the way social media is and, and the way, like, online and, and unfettered access to so much, it's like you actually are getting the viewpoints of all these different people who were impacted by it, by the loss, you know? And it's it's an amazing thing. I think in particular, Patrick, like that, that Brody Lee article that, you know, that Amanda wrote, it really powerful. I, I recommend anybody um, who's listening who hasn't read it, check it out. It's uh, it's long, but it basically takes you through how they met on the independence out of Rochester, New York, which is kind of when I got to know them uh, with Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, all the way through to the end. And it's just, uh, man, you know, if you don't if you don't shed a tear from that, I I don't know what to tell you. Well, I, I was more than shedding a tear at that point in time. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was it was rough. So, uh, you know, so we can definitely talk about that tonight. Uh, um, just, just the, uh, the deaths, these impacts that, uh, that, that these different wrestlers have had on us, you know, and, and, and it's a really sad thing, you know, to, to kind of see it happen. Um, and, you know, we'll take your calls as well. 914-338-1885. Sorry if the tempo's a little low. It just, you know, that's just naturally I wanted to start out with that stuff. Uh, Patrick, you also had a really cool concept for, for a topic tonight, and I'd like to uh, at least kind of get it going with that, but basically the idea of uh, somebody that you had pegged as a future star that just never quite panned out. And I see you're nice enough to wear your Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo jersey yeah. in honor. Yeah, yeah. That, this I was like, oh, I can wear my Jimmy G jersey because <laughs> it feels like he's never going to reach that mountaintop. Um, I feel like when we were kids – you know, as we got older and more wise to the business, we knew about, you know, Hacksaw was supposed to be one of the top dogs. Sheik was supposed to be one of the top dogs again. And that infamous car ride, uh, you, you hear about all the things of, like, why Ted DiBiase never held the, the heavyweight championship. So you hear those things, and I'm thinking about it for, you know, uh, the generation that I came up in, cutting my teeth in the Attitude ECW era, and all the people that I've just seen, and, and it goes back to actually a conversation Kevin Brady and I had, is we put a bet when we were on the air in college who which Hardy would make it further and be the bigger star. Mm. I 100% thought it was Matt. I thought Matt had the best brain for the business. I thought that he had future world champion written all over him. And Kevin rightfully saw the enigmatic one as a future champion. And, you know, I, I think – it's a shame that Jeff hasn't had a longer run. Um, I don't want to comment on his personal life and what's going on, but that's what it came from is that I felt like he should have had, you know, a much more prestigious run with the title. And I think about Reckless Youth. Reckless Youth was the indie guy. Yeah. When, when indie guys were, were starting to become a thing, he was the indie guy, and we were always wondering when was he going to get signed. And so I think that, you know, he never did. I, I think about – uh, some of the local guys that I thought were sure things that never made it and people who I completely missed the boat on. Um, I actually called um, Mercedes um, 
Sasha Banks' last match in, in Connecticut, and I honestly thought that uh, the person she was feuding with at that time, Ivy, was signed and that Ivy was going up. And I didn't see it, but, man, she showed any idiot here that I couldn't identify talent. Same with, with uh, Dominic uh, Dijakovic. Um, I didn't see it, but, man, I see it now. And I look at that locker room, and I'm like, when you stare at Keith Lee and you look at that guy and you hear the way he can cut promos and you hear the crowd singing about basking in his glory and you don't make it. Or Robert Roode, when that glorious theme hit, like you saw what he could do in TNA. Why yeah. hasn't he ascended to that mountaintop? And those are, right. some of the, those are just like the top of my head ones. It's, 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 it's so funny to me. Like, you know, you talk about that. Obviously, you have that kind of connection with the with the New yeah. England scene in Philly. I, I was just saying, Kathy, we've even talked about it on the air, how, like, I pegged, for example, Deanna Perrazzo. I knew she was going to be big. I probably yeah. called her first 20 or 30 matches, by and large, because yeah. most of them were with ECWA or, or other indies that were right near here. Um, and Tessa Blanchard was – there were big three. There were the big three. And it was, it was Deanna Perrazzo, Tessa Blanchard – and uh, and obviously they both had huge impacts. Uh, Tessa, probably her run got cut a little bit short because of all the controversy with her. And the other one was Karen Q, who signed with WWE and is, has been virtually unheard of since she signed. Um, it, it's it's interesting, and I don't know what exactly a star makes per se, but you can just get the feel about certain people. Uh, one name comes to mind, and Kathy. Uh, you and Stroh are going to kill me uh, because he's won world titles. He's been over in a way. But I think Lex Luger is one guy that never really got yeah. to that potential. Uh, he should have been the next Hulk Hogan um, yeah. in two different companies. And I don't think he ever quite got there in either one. Just a thought. He's He's been on the cusp of greatness yeah. so many times. Yeah, yeah. We, with the Lex Express and slamming Yokozuna, I, I mean, it, it's such a memorable thing that uh, on the my honeymoon, I am leaving for my honeymoon, you know, all about my wife, and I stare out and out the window, and I see the USS Intrepid, and go, oh, my God, that's where Lex slammed Yoko. It's like, that's what funny. are you talking about? <laughs> it's just, yeah, um, Man, I loved Lex Luger in WCW, and I really I thought too. Yeah. that, you know, a program, we were talking last week about face versus face. I think like a face versus face program with him and Sting, with Luger slowly and surely turning to the heel side, I think they did it a little quick, but I think that would have been a, a huge thing and would have let Ric Flair get some much-needed rest at that point in time. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They were like, sorry, go ahead. And he'll be in Philadelphia this weekend. Awesome. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. It, I love what You know, oh, yeah, me too. Me too. And I've, I've been fortunate enough to be there since uh, some his matches. Like the match he had with Hogan on Nitro was tremendous. They won the title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, there, and one of the greatest, I mean, I mean, he's great. He had great singles and tag too. Like one of the greatest tag matches I've seen him in was him and Sting against the Steiner Brothers. On pay per view, it was yeah. uh, it, it was amazing, and 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 the pops they were getting that night, all four of them was just incredible. That was I the one Nikita did the run in at the end. If you oh remember. yes, I was yeah. I was like I think I know that one. 
um, better flexes than Hogan. Like his his big curl, I was like, man, that is that is an impressive human being right there. For sure. Um, yeah, I think I think he will be remembered by people like us, but I don't think he'll have the lasting legacy of say someone like Brett or right. you know like Cena and Rock. Obviously, Rock for what he's done much larger outside of the ring, but. You know, he's not mentioned in that pantheon. A lot of people have been asking Mount Rushmore as a people, and he's never one that seems to come up with people. And he should, because he was a huge force during that time. His Both his switch from WCW to WWE and then back were huge momentum shifts. Oh, for like sure. The first, nit- the first Nitro. Yep. The, the yep. big yeah. surprise. Yeah. Yep. He, um... He he was one of those guys, and, and this is why I say, well, part of why I say it, as, as somebody who kind of studies the sport for so long and everything, um, he's one of those rare guys that I thought was just as effective as a bad guy as he was as a good guy. Absolutely. Um, because there aren't very many, you know. I, I could probably count on one hand the ones that really did it well, that could do both on about the same level. And, and I think that's about where he was, you know. Um, it's just... Well, in WWE, I I think part of his problem, I think, that he ran into was that he wasn't as good as Brett or Sean coming down the line. I think that was a huge part of it, I do, just personally. And he probably didn't quite have the personality, the -the over-the-top that Vince was looking for. Um, The other issue, and this is more in WCW, I think he fell victim to that massive roster. You know, there were just so many really, really, really talented individuals that, like, it's easy for guys to get lost in the shuffle with that roster, you know? Um, it's hard to be that Bill Goldberg-type guy when you've got Bill Goldberg there. Or wow. Sting. It, it, it's really yeah. telling, but it, I think yeah. it's true. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I, 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 I definitely agree with that. <laughs> but I, I'd be curious what other people yeah. think as well. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the uh, is the number to call in tonight, and we can talk about um, you know who you think maybe. Here's here's another one for you guys. Um, I've always thought Monty Brown could have been huge. Oh yes. God, yes, yes, I love Monty yes. Brown. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I was a, I was a huge fan of his. Yeah. Um. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we actually we, we've got Kevin Brady on the line as well joining us. Looks like you're in the car, man. Uh, what, what's going on? I am, I am joining you from the Schuylkill Expressway. I went back to Jersey. I just want okay. to jump in and find out what you guys are talking about. Don't look at us too much. Look at the road. No, I want to stare directly into the camera for all my fans. <laughs> the road will take care of itself. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Kevin, tonight we're we're talking about wrestlers that we thought were going to make it and didn't. Not everybody was uh, able to predict uh, a Jeff Hardy stratosphere climb to the, the three world titles. But uh, did you have any thoughts about anybody that maybe you had pegged that just didn't quite work out? Well, give me, give me the results of what you guys are talking about real quick, because I don't want to double anybody else. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, so we kind of, we, we've been kind of talking. Uh, I mean, I said Lex Luger was the obvious one to me. Uh, not that he hasn't been successful, but he never reached where I thought he should have gotten. 
Uh, Stroh mentioned Monty Brown, and uh, I forget what Patrick said at this point. And off a, a litany of people. Yeah, um, I think my, but the crux of mine came from Jeff Hardy, where I thought he really should have had a much longer run at the top. Yeah, but you know, Rick, I, I think back to our days of doing Steel Cage Radio, and I think we should unanimously agree back then that that was the one we saw going up. Yeah. I, I really thought Matt would have, and I thought Matt, his moment with the edge lead-up feud that was built on the reality of the situation, I really thought that would have springboarded him. But I think he's made a, a niche for himself, and I think he's done really well and, and reinvented himself at every turn that he's had to from the whole, um, oh, my God, I forgot what what his name was with that. Uh, broken Matt Hardy and yeah. Brother yeah. Nero, and then you add in now that he's kind of like the mentor to some of these younger people while still kind of doing that gimmick. He he manages to reinvent himself, but he never had. I really thought he would have had a sustained title run. Yeah, you and know, I, I, I'm looking back at like the uh, the attitude error just in my head, real quick. And assuming that I am driving for Philadelphia, because you know a lot of the a lot of the guys that were stars in ECW, I really thought would transition. Because uh, at the time, uh, I think they were marketable enough uh, just to be major talent in WWE. But uh, you know, guys like Shane Douglas just never break through the glass ceiling. Uh, you know, Taz probably didn't have the body for it. That was probably the belt holding him back. Uh, and Raven, I mean, you know, Raven goes to WWE and just completely stalls out, becomes a mid-starter for the remainder of his career. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, to kind of revisit the Matt Hardy thing, though, I, I um, I think you could make a case that he's not done. I, 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 I mean, I, I know he's getting older. Um, and the other thing I think you could make a case for is like, well, first of all, what criteria are we using here? Because like, like I said, like Lex Luger, he won world titles. He's probably a five or yeah. six time champion. Um, so his success, like if I were to put that on Billy Gunn, we would have said Billy Gunn was a star. He was one that came to mind right away for me, like Billy Gunn, because um, they were going to push him, and it just didn't work. I don't think he had the personality personally for it, um, but he just had the size and everything. But, you know, if we're going just purely by world titles, I don't think that's fair. Uh, yeah. I, I think Matt Hardy was always more of the wrestling guy. I think he had a better mind for it. I think he was always well, much more immersed in it. And I, I can't say this for certain, but just – based on conversations I've had and stuff like that, I almost feel like Jeff wouldn't have gotten as far as he did without Matt. You know, there's sometimes you're just good at something, and it doesn't have to be what you enjoy. I just heard a story about uh, an NFL player who left it all behind and now is a professional gamer. Just because he was good at the NFL doesn't mean that's what he wanted to do. Like, right. Jeff Hardy is great at being a professional wrestler. We hear all the stories but maybe he was happier in that backyard back in North Carolina. We can't yeah. say we don't know what's going on in his head. But sometimes living out your dream isn't always exactly what you wanted. Yeah. Dressing up like Sting and riding a motorbike, you know? that That's his thing. Sometimes you're living out somebody else's dream. You know, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, so you brought up Monty Brown, and that was an interesting one. We got sidetracked on that. Uh, but I thought Monty Brown had immense talent, um, and I think 
he he got a raw deal when he went up to WWE. He yep. did. Uh, partially because it was the ECW brand and partially because I think at the time they were all about signing guys and then showing that their guys were superior. Hence, like, Braden Walker. Terrible and, business model. Yeah. It's the best. And they still do it to a certain extent. It's funny, but they do. Yep. Um, I, I, just, I just wish that... that the people in WWE could have took a closer, longer look at Monty Brown's uh, CNA Impact run. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was incredible. Yeah. I really... Go ahead. Someone else from there that got a similar treatment and is now getting a second win in his career as an announcer and just got laid out the end NWA, uh, Elijah Burke, the Pope. Yes, the Pope. That dude charisma for decades. Absolutely. And same, same with Monty Brown, man. Yeah. I love watching Monty Brown at uh, in TNA. And, and you're right, Stro. They should have taken a better look. Oh. I, I can remember at the time. Like, they had this directive, and they even, like, published it. Like, they were talking about, like, how they were looking for minority wrestlers to be stars. And I'm thinking this, and they announced this, and I'm thinking... Well, you literally have Monty Brown and Elijah Burke under contract. Like, literally, either one of those guys could be built into something. Uh, it, it, it was insane to me to, to think about it. Uh, Elijah Burke is a funny one, the, the Pope, D'Angelo Gennaro, whatever. Um, he's funny to me. Kevin, it sounds to me like you're being, like, eaten by, like, yeah, man, it, a wood chipper or... I, I, yeah. I, 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 you got a pig in the back seat? I think Of this guy, Tara Ryzen, I saw a couple times. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a rival of the uh, pig farmer, I remember. Oh, God, what a terrible man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys hey, Kevin, take hey, care, brother. Be safe. Take care, Kevin. Oh, man. So, the, one and only, yeah, the one and only Kevin Brady. I, I, I didn't want to. ID him on that, but that was definitely yeah, uh, it, it was, was starting it was to get rough. to me as it, it was getting louder as it built. It, uh, it, it sounded like we were in an oscillating fan. It did. It did. <laughs> it's um so Elijah Burke. Um when they had him under contract, I thought this guy's got everything that they want. And this is this is a true story, this is so funny. Um I remember that they were doing the tie ins with Sci Fi Channel at the time and they did an episode of the Ghost Hunters where they were doing a lot, and back then, the ghost hunters, they would do a live hunt on Halloween, live for like five, six hours. So Elijah Burke on this episode, and he screams like a girl when he gets touched and runs out of the building. I mean, like, it was the funniest thing in the world. And I thought, well, once Vince sees this, 
they're not going to do anything with him. That, and I, this is me knowing almost nothing about the business, but just like just knowing that like he just made himself out to be like a baby, and they're not going to be happy about that. So if he was the slightest bit squeamish around ghosts, maybe that wasn't the program to hop on. But right after that, things fell apart for him. And I gotta think wow. it's because he screamed and ran out of the house when there was a ghost. Oh man! I, do you remember that? Like I, I, yeah, I thought it was the, like... the thing that cut short pushes is crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah. you hear about all, all the different things that can cut short a push, and and that that's just ah oh, man. It, it, going back to what what you were saying, and like this business model of bringing in people that you're trying to develop as talent, and then just having your talent walk all over them, right? It's so terrible it's shocking that it's what they uh, do that's why the invasion didn't work well that was one of the reasons why the invasion didn't work uh yeah the other reason is because lex luger wasn't a part of it but that's a whole other story uh uh 914-338-1885 i want to go let's go to uh mike out in california because it's been a long time uh, this, is right, a good, this is a good brother right here, and I'm really excited to have him back. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, great. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Chris, yeah. okay. I was on the I was on the speakerphone before, and it's hard to it's hard to hold the phone when you get older. <laughs> I got now, one of those now, cell phones. Also, were you, did you were you also running somebody through a wood chipper on the back seat while you were running through the phone? <laughs> no, but guess what? I'm parked okay, at Taco good, Bell good. right now. Oh, that's your I place. just ate some tacos. Oh, yeah. I'm still hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get that? I got mean, like a uh, steak grilled cheese burrito. Have you tried it yet? Hey, amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> amen. Uh, that's what I could you, use. Yeah. You need that uh, $5 cravings box. That'll, that'll do you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, it's so funny. It's so funny because Mike, uh, this guy Mike and another caller, Malcolm, are brothers. And Malcolm is like, Fantastic screaming. He does Hulk Hogan. He does the mantra. He screams the entire time. And then we got Mike. He's like this, like, kind of subdued man of the floor. Laid back, getting some Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey, how's, uh, how's Malcolm the, doing, Mike? But, oh, say a prayer for Malcolm. He's he's not. Every night uh, He's got a Every social worker taking care of him. Okay. And he's just not really he's just not himself right oh, now. Wow. He wants to get out of he wants to get out of uh where he's living with that guy. And the guy yeah, I don't blame him there. tells me he's a slob and I said, Mal, you gotta get out of there, you know? So mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. working on it. The social worker's trying to help him. So hopefully he'll get out is of there. Is he here, thinking about you know, and, is he gonna go back to California? Oh no, he wants to stay on the East Coast. He loves it on the East Coast. Ow. And uh I'd rather be in Vegas. He, I know you were in Vegas. I I can't believe you finally made <laughs> it out here. Really? <laughs> Mike, I'm so disappointed because my work is going to send some of us to San Francisco, and I was going to hit you up, but I'm not going to San Francisco, Mike. So I'm not on this trip. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, when you do, I got to go to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Fort Lauderdale? That's down. Yeah, it's got to be uh, awful. Yeah, never even heard Fort of Fort Lauderdale. I was, I was yeah, Fort Lauderdale, man. I'm sure I will oh. too. <laughs> Hey, first of all, congratulations to you and Kel. That that is so awesome, man. She, you got Thanks, a great girl there. Thank you. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the pictures. I, I started to say, you, you say, you, you said a comment, and I had to be careful because I got a lot of pastors on my on my Facebook and stuff. Uh oh. But I like the I comment you said. No, it was funny though. You said the blouse looks like the color of her blouse looks like the iced tea can. And I started to comment, and I said, well, "I better be careful, in case." <laughs> it looks like an Arizona. Brady, you don't know. <laughs> I like it. It was funny, <laughs> but I just I, was, I had to be careful. <laughs> it's okay. It's hey, okay. I do want to it's say, uh, I miss yeah. you, man. We're the biggest. We're the biggest blitz fits, blitz fits ever. I think. In the history of wrestling. Talk about underutilized. <laughs> that girl's got oodles of talent. Yeah. She's what are they even doing? She's just pouring <laughs> over with talent. It's amazing. Is she going uh, to come back? Yes. Do you think I she'll think come so. back? I shouldn't yeah. say that. I don't know that for sure. Um, I'd well, like I know she's one of the next ones to get cut. To. What if yeah, she comes to AEW, cut. Mike, and had a feud with Britt Baker? How would you survive that? Oh, I, I, hey, I'm really fascinated with Liv Morgan right now. <laughs> I oh, want to see her be right. like the Liv. man. <laughs> yeah, Liv is, Liv is. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Liv is hot. <laughs> That's a good looking Mike girl. Is a, Mike, Mike is I'm a gonna, huge fan of women's wrestling. In case you couldn't get it, Mike, is there anybody? Yeah, but I gotta be maybe, careful. Well, you do. You're a man of the cloth. Uh, do you? Yeah. Is there anybody that you kind of look at as a fan and think, like, man, I thought they'd be so much bigger than they are? <laughs> like I can't a star. Think of anything. Not like. Okay. I can't but, think of anything like, right now. Okay. It's but okay. I do want to say you got all, I do all want to say, up on Liz Morgan and, and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I know. I'm glad uh, to see your we, back, me with and Alexa. Brady. You, you got away from her. Well, me and Brady. Yeah. Me and Brady, Pat, me and Brady been the biggest Alexa fans ever. You know, oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's good music. <laughs> that brings back. Uh-huh. I hope it comes back. I, yeah, I just didn't, Brady, I just didn't understand the, the new the new Alexa, you know. That's, that's the only oh, thing. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of the new Alexa. Yeah. But I, mean, it good yeah. I, I think it was good, I, and I think that, you know, we'll, we have this conversation in 10 years. We'll be talking about how bad WWE dropped the ball at Bray Wyatt. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I think, I, I, and I'm afraid to say, uh, because I really do worry about this, I'm afraid to say that um, because they dropped the ball with Bray Wyatt and because they kind of dropped the ball with Alexa Bliss's thing doing that, um, I don't know that there's any coming back from that. I, I, I expect she'll probably be one of the next ones to get released, especially with her upcoming oh, marriage wow. coming up. Yeah, I, I don't know true. that for sure. I'm just, and I hate to see it. I really do. Like I cried when when Maria Kanellis got fired the first time. Like I, yeah. you know, sometimes like you really enjoy seeing people on TV and they just go away, and it's like you well, know, well, unlike Maria, who I knew would kind of bounce around and still be out there, I don't know that Alexa wouldn't be done if she got let go. I I, I think yeah, she probably would be. Her, her husband yeah. is set between his musical career, and I think he's, like, one of the largest producers of avocados in the world. Really? Don't ask me how I know that, but I'm, okay. like, 95% <laughs> sure uh, he produces avocados for Chipotle. Well, then I'm green with jealousy <laughs> on multiple levels. I'm hungry again. Yeah, me too. Me too. Brady, I do, want to, I do want to say, can you believe it's been 40 years since uh, – 
I, I tell you, when when I was stationed in Sarat, uh, in Philadelphia, I was on the Saratoga. Yeah. The Navy came down and said, we got tickets for the World Series. Now, I used to go to the Phillies games all the time. I loved it. We used to sit mm-hmm. up in the mm-hmm. uh, yellow sections. The ball girls used to come up, give us beers and stuff, and we were having a good time. They don't do but, that anymore. Uh, no, I miss those days. But uh, <laughs> I I can't believe what I what I our air boss. The air boss is the guy that he does all the directions and the power and so Schmidt? forth. I I tell you, Brady, if you met met my air boss, if you met my air boss and you seen him next to Mike Schmidt, you'd think they were brothers or twins. You know, it it was so cool. And I told your boss that I, I, he's like, he's just under the commanding officer. And I said, sir, I said, you look just like Mike Schmidt. So he said, Wildman, let's go to a Phillies game. So he took me, we went to a Phillies game. (laughs) He says, I can't see agree anything. We're way up in we're way up in the nosebleed <laughs> section. Yeah. When I saw when I saw the Royal when I saw the Phillies beat the Royals in game one, I was so excited, man. We were couldn't see much, but I mean, you were just having fun. They the fireworks in Philly, they went on for almost an hour, you know, and you don't see that yeah. out here, you know. And people were happy. They uh everybody said, Yo, yo, <laughs> That was a crazy time to live in Philly, too, because all teams went to the finals that year. Oh, I loved it. We used to go to the we used to go to the Phillies games, but before that, we went to the 10th inning right across the street from the vet. We got a cheesesteak. Yeah. They, they made the famous okay. cheesesteaks out there. I don't know if they still... Uh, are you guys still big on all those cheesesteaks? Don't or think they... that place exists anymore. Yeah, I don't know the 10th inning, but I'll, I'll take you to a couple good places, Mike. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, miss those days. And then I was thinking about dad's so recalling all the 49er games I used to listen to. 1969, I think, was my first 49er game. And when I was a kid, Malcolm and I used to listen to the games on the radio, and we'd try and envision what it's what it looked like because they didn't have games on TV back then if they were sold out. I mean, if they weren't sold okay. out, you couldn't see the game on TV, you know. So I used to hear Lon Simmons and listen to John Brody as quarterback. Lon and Simmons thought, wow, or Ron Simmons? Lon Simmons. Lon Ooh. Simmons. Lon Simmons. <laughs> oh, it could be Ron. Damn. Oh, they're, <laughs> Damn. One's, white, yeah. one's, one's white and one's black. <laughs> I got you. Um, I got you. No, but we had Mike, some good yeah. times, yeah. Yeah, how, how's your health, brother? You, you doing okay? Oh, great! It's I'm doing great. Good. Uh, good, good. I, I'm not a lot. I'm not a lot with the church, so it's hard. It's hard to call in. But when I do, I'm going to call in when I get a chance, chance and everything. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just appreciate kind of it, Mike. We miss you. Yeah, I miss you guys. It, it was just kind of a yeah. sad day today. I was just kind of remembering dad, you know. So I was looking at old yeah, pictures of yeah. dad. And, he, and, he put up pictures uh, I was, of his dad, like walking three dogs, and the dogs were so adorable. Yeah. It doesn't really translate. <laughs> three to fox radio, terriers. It was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> three fox terriers. <laughs> it looked like literally like foxes on leashes. It was really adorable. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like your dog, Licorice. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I like the dog you too. To put on there. Licorice, yeah. <laughs> licorice. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's Kelly's It's so dog. awesome talking to you again, man. Hey, um, I just want to ask you, you, too, you do you think Liz got a shot 
do you think Liv's got a shot against Becky Becky Lynch, or are they going to play that out? I kind of hope they play that that situation out, but I don't well, know. It, it, sound, it sounds like they're going to go at least through the pay-per-view on January 1st, right? Day one, so they're, oh, they're going to be fighting okay. there. Um, yeah, yeah. I would love to see Liv win. That, that'd be I, I don't awesome. know how yeah. you do that because you don't want to take away from Becky Lynch's momentum, but I don't feel like Here's the thing that sucks. With, with Becky being bad, like, if she were good, yeah. I could see her getting cheated out of the title. And she doesn't need the title at this point just because she's no. where she is. She doesn't need it at all. Um, but right, because they right. created this system, basically, where it's the three women, it, it's, it's Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte. And obviously, oh, they only okay. have the two belts. So... But nobody else is going to get a crack at any of those belts while it's set up like this. And they've, they've established it where those three are far and above everybody else there. Um, oh, yeah. Bianca yeah. should be sniffing it, and she's not. Nope. I, yeah. I'd love to see Liv Morgan in that spot. You know, Honestly, Liv Morgan yeah. would probably benefit from going back down to NXT like Mandy Rose did because, like, oh, there's Mandy more Rose opportunity down there. Yeah. Mandy Rose yeah. is doing great thought, as a heel. You I know? thought she'd be on your radar, Mike. Oh yeah, they all are. I think yeah, the, I just have to be careful. The whole thing with with Liv right now is who else are we going to build back up to Bianca and Becky at Mania? Yeah. I mean, can you do that after the SummerSlam squash? I, oh yeah. I think Liv and and Becky might be hitched together through Mania season. I think maybe we give Liv a WrestleMania moment as a, a hey, we're sorry we fired every single person you care about. Um, yeah. Here, here's your belt. You're going to lose it Monday. Believe it or not, actually, The Miz is going to come out and beat you as well. It's hard to explain, but trust us, it'll it'll work. Um, yeah. I, I think this is who it's going to be. I think they're liking what they see so far, and I think Liv is going to be the one that takes it. I and, you know, uh, right on. Hopping off of that idea, a woman that I thought we would see reach the mountaintop and clearly with her pedigree and just hasn't had that sustained success at the top is Natalia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They haven't even yeah. given her, like, the, the traditional good-for-you, here's-your-lifetime-achievement heavyweight championship title run, you know? Well, she won it early on, didn't she? She won it, like, probably 10, 11 years ago. She, I think she had a Divas run, I, I do believe. I don't know. Did she win the the new mm, winning no. championship? She had, I don't the SmackDown. I don't know. she had the SmackDown one. She did have the SmackDown yeah. one briefly, I believe. Yeah. Um, I want to say she beat, like... Um, Naomi, and lost it to whoever. I, I don't remember offhand. Um, but I look at it like you've got those three women on top. Uh, you've got Bailey coming back, who's kind of automatically going to be among those top <clears throat> four just because of how good they are. And then you've got yeah. that next generation that they really need to prepare for, Mike. And unfortunately, I don't think that's Alexa Bliss anymore. I think you're looking at Bianca. No, I um, who, as twisted as it is, that, like, they would squash her and still want her to be a top star. I think they want her to be a top star. Wow. She's in all their commercials. She still gets the vignettes. And the other one that I think that they're, they kind of sidetracked a little bit, but I suspect she's coming back strong real soon, is Rhea Ripley. Just because I, yeah, I, think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I see that. I mean, I, sure. Yeah. And, and I'd be fine with either one, honestly. I mean, if I'm not going to get Alexa Bliss... And I'm not going to get Liv Morgan. Then, like, yeah, I mean, that's okay. I could, I could do that. You, you know, I've still got that black Alexa Bliss shirt. I've never worn it yet. 
Why not? You should wear it to church. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You should start a new church just for her. Start. I mean, I think yeah. you get a lot of people there. Would that, would that be considered a false idol, Mike? I don't think anything about her steak. Uh, oh, I have. To, I'm very careful. Yeah, when I go to church, I, I know, I'm very it's reverent. Okay. But uh, I shouldn't I make just, jokes uh, like that. I'm sorry. Hey, I, I apologize. I, still be an, I know I'm a Christian, but I'm still a wrestling fan. You know, that's it. And you're still a man, that, damn it. You know. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and yeah. you you didn't just, defraud the state of Mississippi for anything. That's, that's a different guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I'm doing I'm doing good. I I I miss you guys, man. I just uh, trying to keep we my health up. Uh, yes, we love you, Mike. I I hope we don't go another yeah, six months without too. hearing from you. No, you won't. You won't. I just okay, just got good. a lot of when you're. When you're working on the street and everything, doing a lot of, I, I go with the pastor. He does a lot of street preaching, so I go out with him okay, and everything okay. sometimes. It's hard to hard to get back to you guys and so forth. So, Mike, what, what but you I miss you guys. You guys are still on the radar. You're, you're, yeah, you're still on Facebook, right? So would would you oh, message, yeah, message yeah. me your address and I'll send you a Christmas card with licorice? Okay, awesome. awesome. All right, dog, not the candy. <laughs> Yeah, with liquor. Yeah, you. Oh, you could send Liv Morgan too if you want. I will. Yes, I'll, I'll send her by mail. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check okay. her. Yeah, at, uh, at the gate. Yeah. All right, brother. Hey, can I ask yeah. you real quick? Uh, I'm going to go watch a Christmas movie. But what's your favorite Christmas movie uh, that you remember? That's a tough one. Um, I mean, it, it's easy. It's the Christmas Bounty Hunter, starring Mike the Mist, and it is yeah. one of, it's yeah. one of the, the top ten movies of all time. Uh, <laughs> does, does this count as a, as a Christmas movie? There might be snow in this. I, I, Kevin actually gave me this uh, as a present a few years ago. That's funny. And man, this could be up there, too. Um, yeah. I mean, I like. Um, I'm a big fan of Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and 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 uh, yeah. I think the big shows in it. Uh, yeah. Goldberg. Uh, I don't uh, remember. I Goldberg. Big no, show plays a gigantic them. Santa Claus. Yeah. No. Gold, Goldberg. Mike Santa with muscles. Might be right. I think. I think. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's mine is. I. My movie is uh, Jingle All the Way and Christmas Vacation, the Griswold Christmas Family yes. Vacation. Uh, I love that. Yeah, classic. Classic. Yes. <laughs> and obviously, I love National Lampoon. I play that song almost every show. So, yeah, um, yeah. The other one, the other one, Mike. Oh, I got a, I got a bunch now. Now you got me going. I, I, okay. I like all the okay. Tim Allen stuff. Like, uh, not, not oh, he's, he's, everything that he says, but I like, I like his, uh, like, like, uh, like the Santa Claus or. Christmas yeah. with the cranks, yeah. that's all good stuff. Um, I've never story. seen that one. I've never seen that one. Story. Yeah, Polar Express is good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, hey, oh no. Not can Polar I Express. Ask you why? What's wrong with that? Oh, Uncanny <laughs> Valley. They, they look too weird. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. And can I ask you something? Story. <laughs> yeah. The other one, Mike, the other, hey. one, the other one is a classic. My mom got me hooked on it, but I try to watch it every season. Uh-huh. The classic with Bing Crosby, White Christmas. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. that's a good movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a great yeah. movie. And I don't even like yeah. old movies, but I, I like that one. Oh, they're fun. Yeah, Miracle on 34th yeah. Street. I love watching that. Yeah, that's that's a classic. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. I got to ask you, before I before I go, there's this girl mm-hmm. I 
I was kidding around with on Facebook. She's a wrestler, but I don't know, I know who she is. But there have you go. heard of Katie Gannon? She's like a – she looks like a uh, Hollywood actress. Yeah, but have, I didn't know she was a wrestler. Google. She sounds hot. Yep. Katie, Katie oh, Gannon? she is. I'm too young. I'm too old for her, right man. But, Gannon or Gannon? Okay. okay. Yeah, I heard – I saw one Gannon. of her wrestling matches. Katie Gannon. It's it's like Gannon. Her, like Rich Gannon. I wrote but not the same. I wrote back to her because she wrote to me and I I wrote back to her and I thought, How does she know me? So oh. I wrote back to her and, Could that be Dustin? And, uh, yeah, there's forty seven friends. That's, <laughs> that's not Dustin. Uh, okay. so I don't, I don't know, know who her, this girl but... is. Neither but do I, I but I'm, I'm going to friend her and, and talk to her. I'm going to find out what she's all about. <laughs> she's a graduate of the Jacob Richard Wrestling Academy in Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Don't mention her. me. I'm too old. <laughs> I'll be 61 in January. I'm too nah, old. Yeah. You're not. <laughs> working, uh, working for Liberty Pro Wrestling right now. Oh, right on. <laughs> Jerry Lawler's 70, Mike. You got nothing on him. Okay. <laughs> I never met the guy. I think he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to. She, yeah, I used to really when I was a kid. <laughs> she is? I want to see how she warms up for the matches. Oh, no. I don't know how she Mike? found me. Oh, man. I, I don't know either. I don't know what Mike Make sure you're not getting catfished, Mike. Like, let's, let's make sure you're not getting catfished. Thank you right. for helping yeah, me. Yeah, I just, yeah, that. I'm very careful on that. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to. You know get... what, Mike? I'm going to, I'm going to look into this in detail tonight after the show. Oh, no. Yeah. Is that an assignment? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do some research. I don't want to take you. I don't want to give you some heavy homework. It's going to be heavy homework. I don't know, but I. I went on there. I watched her. I watched a wrestling match, and she doesn't seem like a a wrestling girl. I mean, she doesn't seem like right. she's one of these pro and she's, wrestlers. She's, she seems like she's messaging you. She reached out to you, and she's messaging you. Wow. She did. Yeah. And I wrote back. I, That's just weird. To say I. So I don't. I don't know what I'm getting into. I just, you have to be careful on some of those. Wow. Sites, you, you know, you know I, I want to say wrestling. I didn't know what I was getting into when I joined this show and this. Cadre of, of callers that I've now been exposed to. I love them. Uh, no, this right. is an awesome. We haven't, uh, we haven't even scratched the surface of the callers, believe me. There are so oh, many. Oh, and Stroll are uh, awesome, man. It's great, great guys. Tremendous. Yeah, yeah we right, missed well, you, listen, Mike. guys. It was great to yeah, talk to you. Yeah, I miss you guys, too. Hey, good to talk to you. I'm going to hang up and go watch you the too, movies. Man. You too, man. You too. and everything. All right, okay. you too. And, and, uh, and, and look at Alexa Bliss pictures. I'll talk to hey, you. Hey, amen, brother. Amen. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. You too. <laughs> so I got, a, I got a couple corrections on incorrect things that I said. <laughs> it is not it's not Ryan Cabrera that has an avocado farm. It oh, is okay. Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz ah, has an avocado farm. Same thing. Oh, okay. And okay. Natalia did have a 70-day title run with the Divas title. Um, before she got injured, she actually lost it. I think it was uh, uh, Eve who pinned somebody else in a fatal four-way. So she never even lost her title, but I did not okay. call that. Yeah, wow. and she was a SmackDown champion too, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah so she's uh, – but I am surprised. Like We were saying, uh, like Derek was saying, um, back if you remember a couple of years ago when like around when Ronda Rousey was coming up, coming up like natalia was like one of the top like faces on raw and yeah. um it felt like she was going to get a run and she didn't you know there have been a couple times now where that almost happened it seemed like 
So. Yeah, it, it felt like during that time she was going to get that kind of, you know, what they did to Zack Ryder. Um, I think he still has a chance to, to make something of himself. I don't think we've heard the last of him. I think this indie run is going to make WWE take notice again. He's an extremely talented, marketable, good-looking, charismatic guy, and that was literally just the tip of the iceberg that they saw with him, I think. So are we in agreement, though, that eventually they'll resign him and then he'll fall back right where he was? Oh, absolutely. That's what yeah. that's done. It's yeah. the WWE MO. <laughs> yeah. they, they get him back. And, um, and, Look uh, at John Morrison. Oh, yeah. Giant survivor, baby. But that's that, a perfect example of what we're talking about. Like, that was a guy, when they signed him, I said, he's going to be the world champion within a year. And he was Miz's buddy, is all he did. Yeah. Well, you know what you could have done there, man? You could have built that up and just had, like, a mega powers explode with those two egos. It writes itself. Like it, right. it hurts. It hurts when things like this don't go right. When you miss on Elijah Burke, when you miss on uh, Monty Brown, when you just miss, I'm glad Big E's getting a run because she deserves it. He, he, deserves, he deserved it a decade ago to yeah. be a, at the top of the mountain. Um and then uh, I thought of one more as we were going down TNA memory lane. Uh, from right here in Connecticut, the blueprint, Matt Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, there was like about a year in TNA where, like, it seemed certain that he was going to become the major star there and then parlay yeah. that into something. And, you know, I mean, he had had the whole American Gladiators gimmick going on too. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to high school with this one. I do know is, is I have this one. Went to high school with John Mayer. That's the talented really? high school right there. I mean, those two alone. Wow, that's quite. He's high talking school. about busting down the halls of his high school. He's thinking about right where Matt Morgan roamed the halls as well. <laughs> But he was good. Now, he, now I'm watching yeah, a Katie yeah. Gannon match in the in the background. So I'm trying to figure this all out. Now, is, is she the technician that I'd imagine? Yeah, actually, she's pretty good. Um, especially because okay. okay. it seems like she just started working this year and is already working matches. So good okay. for her. Maybe she's trying to parlay your boy Mike into some, uh, you know, getting on in the room. And she knows he's up. Come holler if you if you hear. Hey. Hey, I, 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 it could be. It could be. It could. He, she, she's got to know that Mike is the key to my heart. So, uh, my, my fellow blister. I gotta say, it is incredibly <laughs> distracting having a tilt the world going on with lights and in back of a wrestling match. I'm gonna good old, check this good out. Good old county, good old county fair shows. <laughs> I'm gonna check this out for sure. Uh, Patrick, I, I know uh, you're short on time. Did you have any other thoughts on? Uh, these names that kind of got away. Uh, no, I'm sure I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Um, like, <laughs> just there was a Jeopardy question the other day that I, I thought I had the answer to and didn't, and I literally shot out of bed with the right answer. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like laying down somewhere. And I'll be like Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner should have been a huge single star, which he probably should have been. He, he he's awesome. Yeah, uh, I remember when he won the title and then they took it away from him. Was Chucky that? I don't think so. No, I but don't was it? Well, he might have been. He might no, have been. He wasn't. No. But I, I, I do remember that. I think where he won the title, and then like they, were, they said that it never happened or something. 
I don't know. It was like 90 or like something like that. 91. 89 maybe. I don't know. I'm probably imagining it's probably a dream I had somewhere along the way. It was uh it was your your fantasy booking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, uh did you have anything to uh plug on the way out, Patrick? Uh, I am not going to be here next week cuz I'm trying to keep up appearances with my my other <laughs> podcast network that is What are we going to do? Completely completely the opposite of this. But I will be talking about Jingle All the Way. I don't want people to have to pick between the two shows. So uh, I, I will give a, a link to that once uh, once this show is over. And I am I am looking forward to the 28th. I had someone just try and book appointments with me at work on the 29th, and I'm like, uh, I was trying to have that day off. So, <laughs> You'll be there, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 28th, I'm okay. not going to miss it. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're going yeah. to go crazy. The the 28th, for those who don't know, it's in two weeks' time, is the drunken episode. I actually have to hit up Mike and make sure that he knows about it because uh, I don't know that he listens every week. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's always a good time. So thank you for the time tonight, Patrick. Oh, it's always a pleasure. I enjoy myself here. We so love much having fun you. talking to Stro and, and just hear, hearing all the, the good stuff. And, man, now I'm just thinking about Lex Luger. Is, is the restaurant story true? Did did that happen, and that's what led to his downfall in WWE? He said it didn't. He insisted yeah. it didn't, but I, I don't know if I believe him. Yeah. I, I don't know if I believe him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm about to go study the uh, the, the Katie, Katie Gannon thing, and, and just because I feel like she's somebody <laughs> that's getting away, and I don't want her to get away. Uh, 914-338-1885. So in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, We'll take a commercial break on the other side. We'll get to the callers, and uh, uh, maybe Derek will join us in a little bit. All right, take care. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet, as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page, where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. 
Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Bing, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Here's Phil Asher, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, if you rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network.
Surprise means a sack full of joy for millions of girls and for millions of boys. <laughs> that was worth a couple extra seconds, even if we won't be able to monetize on YouTube. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network on yes. VOCNation.com. Be sure to check us out on all your favorite. Be sure to check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're on all of them. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Odyssey, iHeartRadio. We're on them all. So be sure to look for VOC Nation and uh, check us out there. Uh, we're talking a lot of great stuff tonight. We're, we're talking about wrestlers that we think should have made it, should have been top stars in the industry, and. Never quite got there, even though what we thought. Uh, we're also looking back on some of the, the lives of some wrestlers that uh, passed away this week, specifically Jimmy Rave and uh, Blackjack Lanza as well. And, uh, you know, so we're talking memories with them, if you guys are interested in that. The number is 914-338-1885. And uh, don't forget also, in two weeks' time, the drunken episode right here on In The Room, yeah. that's uh, December 28th, 9 Eastern start time. We're going uh, to be having a good time while we have a couple of, knock back a couple Brady Wises, you know. Uh, so that is, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? Uh, well, this Thursday night, WWE Retro, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on VZNation.com. Uh, we will be discussing some, uh, looking back to some of the funniest, Moments and bloopers of wrestling history. So uh, if you got one that you'd like to share, please call in. And this uh, Friday night at midnight Eastern Standard Time, the horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, at, of course, midnight Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the feature for this Friday night will be Scrooge, the original oh. Scrooge, actually. Okay. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not a blooper per se, but one of my favorite WCW things that they ever did uh, was when they had Mick Foley when he when he got hit in the head and he lost his memory and he was like a homeless yeah. sailor. I thought it was amazing. He's like sitting around <laughs> yeah. like the burning trash can with all the other homeless gentlemen and and I think it was Dustin that came in. Dustin Rhodes came and found him, I believe. Uh, yeah. To to bring him back. So. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> Not a blooper, but it was definitely. Definitely a good time. Uh, like I said, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight. Uh, and like I said, we're, we're talking about wrestlers who should have been big, uh, definitely just never took off like we thought they would. And one name, Stro, that always comes to me, and I held off for the second hour just so that we could talk about it a little bit, kind of the same vein as Lex Luger, Rick Rude. Oh, God, yes. Like, especially in the WWF, because, like, I, I felt loud. Dust, Dustin just left. Dustin, I was getting to you if you call back. Uh, that sucks. Hopefully he calls back there. But one name that, yeah, Rick Rude. Um, they laid the blueprint by having him beat Warrior for the Intercontinental Belt. So when Warrior had the world title, that was their opportunity when they were finally ready to t And he could have been the bridge to give it back to Hogan. Right. And I'll bet you if the Gulf War didn't start, that's probably what they would have done. Oh, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, uh, even though, like I said, they was on the verge of uh, going to the next, next level in, in WWE. So, yeah. I, I can remember 12-year-old me being so mad uh, because the reason that Rick Rude got suspended was because they were making fun of the big boss man's mom. 
Yeah. Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan, every week they were making fun of them. And, and Jack Tunney suspended them. I don't know why. Oh, why man. wouldn't you censor them on TV or, like, not let them write articles for them? They did a column in the magazine where it was just making fun of the big boss man's mom for the whole page. That's easy. Why would you suspend them for that? Free That's speech. Ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, freedom of speech, right? Yeah. I remember Rick Rude saying that uh, the, the big boss man's mom was taller laying down than she was standing up. That's funny to me. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh my god. I heard Bobby Heenan say that uh I heard Bobby Heenan say that um Big Boss it was around Mother's Day. Big Boss Man took his mom out to eat for Mother's Day. Took her to the bait shop. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> bait and tackle. Uh, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> So, yeah, then Rick Rude. And I know he's your old sandwich buddy, Stro, but, like, even in WCW, he never really scratched the surface of what he could have done. Oh, yeah, and that's surprising because, I mean, he had everything. Yeah, he was even, like, good on the microphone. It's not even like you could fault him for that. Right. Good physique, great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And, and, and for a lot of people, like, it always comes down to Rick Rude or Kurt Hennig. Um, and I like them both a whole lot. But right. to me, Rick Rude always felt like the main eventer. Yes. I don't know. No. And he held his own against anybody that he ever feuded against. So. Oh, yeah. Not like he struggled. You know, whether it was... In the sting had an awesome feud. Oh, yeah, for that international title? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, like, yeah, whether it was, like, Sting, uh, Jake Roberts, Warrior. Uh, here's the other one that surprised me, and I don't know if this was a Hogan thing behind the scenes, but he never had that feud with Hulk Hogan. They could have had such a great run, too. I, I just, it seems baffling to me because Rude was their number one bad guy for how long? Oh, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So that's one that always gets me. Yeah. But there have been others, you know. I mean, there's a lot of lot of names that kind of come to mind. Did you have anybody else? Oh, God, I have too many. <laughs> yeah. So many. Oh, my God. Um, well, you, you just mentioned another one right there, Kurt Hennig. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Perfect. God, I, I thought he should be right up there with Hulk Hogan, too, at one point. And, and here's the crazy thing with Kurt Hennig. Like, when they wanted to treat him like a main eventer, they did, you know? They had him go toe-to-toe with Hogan, and he didn't miss a beat. Um, they, when they wanted to, um, when Warrior left the second time or third time or whatever it was, and they right. needed a partner for Savage in that tag match with Flair and, and Scott Hall, they mm-hmm. put Kurt in there. They had him at, literally, to this day, that is the only time I've ever seen a full-length match where one guy wrestled it. Pardon the pun. He wrestled it perfectly. I don't think anybody got any offense in on Kurt Hennig that entire match. Yeah. And and he followed that up by basically beating Flair in that, you know, loser-leaves match. And then he started mm-hmm. the feud with Sean. And it was like the whole thing, like I, the whole time I'm just thinking, like, just give this guy the ball. Let him run with it, you know? 
Right. Let him uh, let's, let's, let him cheat um, and beat Brett. Let him cheat and beat Brett. Yeah. And have a small run with the title. It would have been. Look perfect. at Ted DiBiase. Look at Ted DiBiase. Another. Example. He's another one. He's another one. Yeah. Yeah. And I keep hearing how close he was to getting it, but. Yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame. And I'm surprised Rick Martell, the model, didn't get that. Rick Martell? Partner Tito, too. Like, there's, there's so many. Yeah, Tito, right? Yeah. I, I know you can't give pushes to everybody, but I felt like probably a six- or seven-year period in WWE was spent focusing on about four guys. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. You know, at least when WCW kind of had everybody, they made a point of giving everybody a little bit of time with the belt. Mm-hmm. So, there's another one. Actually, you're talking WCW, you're talking the NWO. you here to see the NWO? No, I'm sorry. you here to see the WCW? Scott Hall. <laughs> Scott Hall. Oh, yeah. And I know... He short-circuited a lot of that himself, just issues that he had going on. But um, from when he started until he retired, I felt like he should have been a multiple-time world champion. I remember Dutch Mantel telling me at one time uh, Scott Hall was so close on the verge of getting that that title picture. Mm -hmm. Was that in in, in as Razor? Yeah, when he was feuding with Brett. And it made sense. I remember when he first came in, he had that great match with Brett at the Royal Rumble. Right. You know? And to think Vince liked him so much because he had never seen the movie Scarface and he thought the accent was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. he made it a hit, though. Scott did. He ran with it. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, if you think about it, everything Scott Hall touched was gold. Yeah. You know? He just... uh, he just couldn't put it all together like he needed to. So, not to talk ill of the guy, I was a huge fan, um, for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, there's crazy, huh? Yeah, here's another one. Here's another one. And again, I'm not assigning blame here. But even before he died, I don't think it was trending where he was going to be the major star that I think a lot of people thought he should have been. I went hard. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like he he should have been right up there with Brett every bit. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he proved he proved he could hang more than more than once too with the best of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's another one. He I mean he was great as a bad guy, but he could also do good guy, and he was okay. You know he, he was good at both. And he had you that know, personality it, that a lot of the hearts didn't have. Right. Yeah. And another guy that if he hadn't had his injury, I thought could have been even bigger than he was, was uh, Brian Pillman. Yeah, along the same lines, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. And, and talk about making the best of a bad situation there, because, like, he could barely walk. So he came out right. with a single cane and just turned it into this gimmick that, like, the entire wrestling world was talking about for about three years. Right. So. Amazing. Good for him. Sounds like Sparky caught something. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was, that's Daisy. Oh, Daisy. That okay. Daisy. <laughs> yeah. That was behaving himself. 
funny. That's funny. Yeah, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Yeah. So that's. Uh, by the way, is is AEW still doing that Owen Hart tournament? I feel like since they announced that they haven't done anything. I haven't heard anything yet. Have you? No, no, I haven't. I I don't know if it got sidetracked because of like the TBS title tournament. But um, might be. Yeah, they probably want to do the TBS and get that out of the way, then do the Owen Hart. Yeah. They don't want to do them all at the same time, but yeah. And and the move to TBS is coming, I understand. So maybe with the new year, right? Something like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, it'll we'll be interesting. Yeah, it, it'll I'm, be, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. It, it'll be interesting too because like, and I know I overanalyze everything, but like. You've got the TNT, the TNT title for the men and the TBS title for the women, right? That's how they're doing it. Yeah. So are they going to have the TNT title still when it's on TBS? Yeah, yeah I wonder how they're going to play that out. <laughs> you know, I was wondering that <laughs> like the other day. Like, will they make right. it? Like, maybe they'll make it just like a TV champion or something. Right. I don't know. That. Probably so. I mean, who, who knows? Speaking of AEW, did you read that piece that Amanda wrote? Amanda Huber, John, uh, uh, Brody's wife. Oh it was, yeah. Uh, that was sad. That was. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but. Um, mm. Oh man. You know, bring a tear to a glass eye, as they say. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> He, he impacted so many people. Yeah, he impacted so many people in the business. Yeah. Brody did. Yeah. You know, he he's another one, perfect example. And I think in his case, had he been able around to let it play out over the next two to three years, I think he probably would have reached that level. Absolutely. You know. God, he was so gifted. He really was, yeah. And such a nice guy. I've never had a bad interaction with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never heard anything bad about him at all from anybody. He, uh, do you remember um, Colin Delaney? He was with WWE Col- briefly, like Colin ECW. Delaney, yeah. Yeah. Right. So before before Brody got married, he was living with Colin Delaney, like they mm-hmm. had an apartment together in Rochester, and uh, I guess he had sent all his stuff to WWE or whatever, and they had their eye on him. He was working matches, you know, whenever they came through Rochester. And uh, he was away, and they gave him a call, and they wanted him to come in for a tryout. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, he was away. So he's like, you know what, I'm not there. I, I wouldn't make it back in time. And he's like, but if you're looking to sign somebody... You know, my roommate Colin, he's smaller than me, but he's a, he's a fantastic. Go check him out. So they took Colin Delaney as a tryout instead, and they ended up signing him. Wow. And that was only because Brody was selfless enough to say, let him have my spot since I can't be there. So he carried that around for a good four years where five, I, I think it was 06. So, or, yeah, it was six because it was ECW. So... Mm-hmm. For five years or whatever it was, six years, he carried that around, not knowing if he was ever going to get to WWE because he let his friend have his spot. 
man. That tells you all you need to know about the guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't see that happen too often. <laughs> no. <laughs> you really don't. I miss him. He was he was so good. I, the exalted oh, yeah. one, the Luke Harper stuff. Mm-hmm. I I keep trying to like figure out like sometimes when people die, like our perceptions of them change and they almost like become bigger than they would have been. Oh yeah. But, but like some of these names that we're mentioning, like Luke Harper, Brian Pillman, Owen Hart, like no, like I feel like they're every bit as big as like people make them out to be today. Right, you know, Eddie, right. Eddie Guerrero was another one. Like, I felt oh, like man. when Eddie Guerrero was alive, I don't think nearly enough people gave him the attention that he deserved. But then I think about how over he was in WWE that year before he died, the two years before, you know? Right. The lie, cheat, and steal, beating Brock Lesnar, having the title, the feud with Kurt Angle, everything. Um, he was the top guy back when, like, the brand split meant something. Yes. So. And what, yeah. what amazing matches he had, too. Oh, man. Yeah, seriously. He was great. He he was truly great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So, anyway, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight. And, uh, I'm trying to think, like, you know, we're we're talking about names that could have been so much bigger that we uh-huh. thought were going to be so much bigger, and uh, yeah. Oh God! There's, there's so many. There's quite, <laughs> quite so a many. few, right? Oh yeah. My God. It was a great topic by Patrick, I will say. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I mean, I, I don't have anything else this week, Strel. I'm tapped. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. But, uh, you know, it's been a long day. So uh, what do you got going on this week, man? Well, WCW Retro this Thursday night on DSNation.com, 19 Eastern Standard Time, discussing the, uh, some of the funniest wrestling bloopers and moments throughout history. So we got one like chair call in. Friday night, midnight, you can spend the time with Show Zone on Facebook.com slash Show the Maestro. And Friday night's feature will be Scrooge, the original Scrooge Show. So please do know. All right. And from my end, everybody be sure to check out the VOC Nation Wrestling Network at VOCNation.com. Check out all the other great shows that are available each and every day of the week, live and on-demand programming. And uh, be sure to check out our Patreon, our Pro Wrestling Keys Store, all that great stuff. All available right there on the front page of VOCNation.com. Uh, nothing ECWA to announce yet. Uh, Super 8 coming up in March, but I don't have all the details on that yet. So uh, I think that's about it. Thank you to the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for. Uh, you guys are all amazing and helped me out in so many different ways. Uh, we'll be back next week. So that's December 21st. Christmas is getting close, so uh, everybody be safe. Be good to each other. And in two weeks' time, of course, the annual Drunken episode. More details on that next week. So everybody have a great night. Be good to each other. Take care. I love you all. Bye-bye.